Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Drink run. Here we go. McCafe coffees, shakes, and drinks. Ain't no thing. You the man. Yeah, that's what they're going to say. Oh, Kevin, thank you so much. We love you. That's right. You the champ. The drink run champ. Welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you? Own the drink run, Kevin. Own it. Now get a small smoothie, shake, or frappe for $2 on McDonald's one two three dollar menu. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Welcome to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. My name is Pete Sweeney. Coming to you after the Chiefs lose their first game of the season by a score of 19 to 13 in favor of who's become for the Chiefs, unfortunately, uh, a nemesis. The Pittsburgh Steelers come in Arrowhead Stadium once again and get the victory. So, before we get into this game, I think what's most important here when you look at this year and what this year means to both the Chiefs and to the fans and to Howard Stadium is you got to keep everything in perspective. And, you know, I think it's easy to freak out about this game because, I mean, you have to be honest with yourself. It was pretty ugly in the first half. Chiefs didn't look like themselves. They hadn't looked like they had all year. They looked like a bad football team. And we talk about on this show and Arrowhead Pride, the new Alex, the new Chiefs offense, the new Andy Reid. A lot of that first half was the old Chiefs of yesteryear. Not a lot of swagger, not a lot of creative play calling. You know, six total yards in the first half, so they lose. But at the at the end of the day, I think just it's important to keep perspective because I don't think anyone reasonably thought that the Chiefs would go undefeated. You know, I think we expected them to lose some games. I think the Steelers are pretty good. Had a bad game last week against the Jaguars. Turned it around against the Chiefs. A lot of good weapons on that team. We'll get into some of that, but in the Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, these are two of you know the elite players in the league. And it's not to make excuses either. I think if you're a Chiefs fan and you believe your team is the best in the league or among the best in the league, you got to expect to win this game. And, and so you're, you're upset that maybe there was a lack of preparation. 
But I think just at the end of it, if you look at these standings now, Chiefs are still in control of having the first buy in the AFC. That's what 5-0 and does for you now, 5-1. and The bright side is you don't have to wait seven days. This is going to be a bad taste in your mouth. You didn't want to lose to the Steelers again at Arrowhead Stadium, but you don't have to wait seven days for the next game. Next game's four days away at Oakland, who, by the way, is 2-4 and four and reeling a very beatable team. You know, you go into Oakland, you're able to win that game. All of a sudden, you're 6-1. and one, You feel a little bit better about how this is going. But it's going to be a quick turnaround. And I think in situations like this where you play such a bad game, and we'll get into the reasons why, a quick turnaround is exactly what the doctor ordered because in four days, you could play better and you can get this bad taste out of your mouth and you could get back on track. So my first takeaway of the evening is just breathe because this is a long ride. It's not all, all going to be roses uh, for the team. You know, there's one team in the history of the NFL that went undefeated. Still a very, the Chiefs are still a very good football, te- football team. So just keep that in mind as, you know, this is, this is a bummer. You don't ever want to see the team lose, but, but uh, you know, I get it. I get it. All right, let's get into the game. Reasons why I believe the Chiefs lost, at least based upon my opinion. Alex Smith, and I said it before already, but we've been talking about the new Alex Smith, the one that takes chances, is able to extend plays with his feet, does a really good job leading this team and the offense. You have to be honest with yourself tonight. Alex Smith had his worst game of the year. He had five or six overthrows. There were a number of opportunities uh, late in the game, it seemed like, for DeMar- Demarcus Robinson, wide open the end zone, misses him. And I, I understand he was pressured on that play, but then to keep the game alive, he was uh, overthrowing receivers Travis Kelsey and then D-Rob again, wide open on the final drive. And, you know, if you want to consider yourself one of the best quarterbacks in this league, and Alex Smith is somebody that we are starting to think that way about, you know, he's in the MVP race, then at the end of, end of a game, the pass has got to be more accurate than just being sailed over a wide open guy's head. And I think Alex Smith uh, will be the first to tell you, he wasn't able to get into a rhythm tonight. Never seemed like the entire chiefs offense could. And I think that's what you saw in a bad game for Alex Smith finishes 19 for 34 for 246 yards and touchdown still doesn't, doesn't throw an interception, but just as far as accuracy, a lot of the, what, what Alex Smith has been great about this year is being accurate with the football. There were plays tonight where he really wasn't even giving his receivers chances. And, and there were some drops early on, so it wasn't all him at the same time, though. Just definitely the worst game of his career. And in that same boat with Alex, now he has another game to put on his plate in four days and get that bad taste out of his mouth, get back on track to the new Alex and what we're used to seeing. Number three takeaway, Andy Reid's game planning in the first half. Obviously, there was something very wrong with it. Uh, when you go into the halftime locker room with only six yards, that's, that's a huge, huge, huge problem. I have to say, when it comes to the call late in the game not to go for the field goal, but instead to go for it on fourth down, I thought at the time, before the play was even snapped, I, I thought it was a peculiar decision at 12-3. And here's why. Because you're down two scores. So now if you somehow don't get the six points, which the Chiefs didn't, everything becomes more urgent. And on a day where Alex Smith was already not that accurate, I don't think urgency is the thing that the offense needed at the time. They lucked out and were able to maybe have a chance with that DeAnthony Thomas late touchdown. But when you 
don't go for a field goal that you need anyway. It's not like the Chiefs were only down by six. You need the field goal anyway. That means you got to get the ball back again. Decides to, to go for it on fourth down, empty set. Demetrius Harris could have had it in the end zone. Uh, weird play on the replay. Looked like he might have had it in his hands. Uh, but regardless of if that was a touchdown, you think that's a touchdown or not, uh, just, to, just a weird call for me. And, and given because if you kick the field goal, then you're only down by six. So then a touchdown gives you the lead anyway. I don't know. It just was a very weird call. Made the rest of the game more urgent for the Chiefs. And I think once they didn't get it, started to really worry as, as to whether or not they could win this game and it proved to be the wrong decision. Now, that being said, hindsight is definitely 2020 in these situations. Had they get that touchdown to Harris, and all of a sudden the Chiefs are rolling down two points instead of uh, what was 12-3, instead of the nine points, then it looks like the best decision in the world. But unfortunately for the Chiefs and for Andy Reid, it did not work out that way. I, think, I believe he said in the postgame press conference he just liked the look of the play. Almost worked, but it didn't. Uh, again, the Chiefs end up losing the game by six points. Uh, next uh, thing I want to talk about, the rush defense was horrible tonight. And I think you also have to keep in mind that Le'Veon Bell is one of the best, if not the best running back in the game. And you saw why tonight, because it was a situation where even on plays where the Chiefs were able to get tacklers in these holes, Le'Veon Bell just waits. He waits and waits and waits for the holes to open up, and eventually they do, and then he has the vision to run through them. It's one of the best running backs in the league. He finishes 32 for 179 yards and a touchdown. He only had 15 carries last week against the Jaguars, and you know he was upset about it this week. He said he wanted the ball. He knew that the Steelers were going to give him the ball in this game, and he showed you why he's so good. I believe Bell's one of the best running backs in the league, and you know, when the Chiefs have to face these premier running backs, what I think bothers me about it is now there's a little bit of tape out there of what to do to beat the Chiefs on the ground. So Bell, just an outstanding game in that same boat. Antonio Brown looked a little too good today. Really, really a guy who you cannot give extra opportunities to. And so here you have Philip Gaines, who's already struggling a little bit today. The Chiefs need a stop on third down. He's somehow able to stay step for step with Brown, and the ball comes and it hits him right in the helmet. Right in the helmet, not able to grab it, and right into the hands of Antonio Brown, who's able to go the 51 yards for the touchdown. Gives the uh, Steelers a 19-10 to lead with less than three minutes left, and at that point you figured, all right, this is it. you know. Uh, and, and it was unfortunate because at that moment, as bad as the Chiefs had played, if Gaines just either catches the ball or knocks it down, it somehow doesn't hit him in the helmet. It's a completely different ball game at the end of it. That's how close the Chiefs were to winning this football game, despite playing so poorly, despite giving up 179 rushing yards to Le'Veon Bell. Is they stayed with it at the end, and then just just a a tough tough game and a tough tough moment for Philip Gaines against again one of the best wide receivers in the league. I do want to mention some good things that I did uh, think I saw, and that's uh, the games of Demarcus Robinson, J.U. Chesson, and DeAnthony Thomas, all guys that were asked to step up in a big spot today. Demarcus Robinson looked very good. I mean, again, there were a couple times when he was open and targeted where Alex Smith kind of didn't give him an opportunity to make the catch, and, and I think he had a nice game. He had a big 16-yard catch for a first down. That was his only catch of the game, but when it mattered, Robinson was right there. J.U. Chesson 
on the kickoff after the safety. J.U. was able to outrun Juju Smith-Schuster and dive on the ball and gave the Chiefs an opportunity to, to, to score early in, in a game where it's your first game and, you know, you're a guy who's going to have to, you know, play a lot of special teams. A really great job to see or a really great thing to see the rookie jump on that football and give the Chiefs some good field position. Lastly, DeAnthony Thomas. The Chiefs were in a situation with a little bit more than six minutes left down two scores where they need a quick touchdown. And here, DeAnthony Thomas snatches the ball out of the air, and instead of the Chiefs having to waste more time on the clock, just runs it, the 57 yards for the touchdown. And for a player, too, who a couple years back, you weren't really sure what was going on. There was a little bit of a mystery to why or why not he wasn't playing. I, for one, thought he may be off the team, you know, moving on past that whole situation. He's kind of uh, revived his entire career. Dave Tobe loves him as a special teams guy, so... Give it to DeAnthony Thomas. A big touchdown tonight in a big spot. Had the Chiefs won this game, a lot of the praise would have been going to DeAnthony Thomas for managing to score that touchdown. Injury updates for you guys. Sharkandrick West and Tyreek Hill both are getting evaluated for concussions. That becomes more interesting this week in particular because, again, you're playing on Thursday instead of Sunday, so there's less time to recover. Remains to be seen whether or not they'll have been the concussion protocol, whether or not they'll be healthy for Thursday's game. If you're not, you're going to be turning to some of these younger wide receivers, and there's not a lot of wide receivers like Tyree Kill. So it's big shoes to fill. I think you'll see Marcus Kemp and J.U. Chesson maybe with a greater role if these guys cannot go on Thursday. Again, tough to see Sharkandrick West go out of the game with a concussion after probably the you know best game of his year last week. All right, so those are my five takeaways on the Chiefs' loss, 19-13 to to the Steelers. I'll now turn it over to you guys again for your comments and your questions. Question from James Dawson. Seems like Alex Smith had a lot of happy feet this week, even at the start of the game. Nerves from the playoff game, or is the offensive line struggling a lot? Probably more so of the latter. I don't think we've reached a point where Smith is getting nervous at all anymore, and that's kind of come with this whole attitude change that he's had since the Graham Bensinger interview where he revealed, you know, these were his words, not mine. Now he has a lot more effort in him. I don't really think the the nerves of these big games are bothering him. And, and, and you think back to week one, if there's any game where you're going to be nervous and not able to win a football game because of nerves, it's against the world champions at their place on opening night. And he had a fantastic game uh, uh, in that game. But I'll, I'll say, I'll say this. It's tough when you don't have your starters on the offensive line. And, and it was a weird game from, from jump to this week because Zach Fulton, who has been outstanding replacing Mitch Morris, snapped the ball over the head of Smith, already gave you like a bad taste. You said to yourself, I think at that point, wow, this is going to be a weird day at Arrowhead Stadium. And it followed, it followed along with that. So, yeah, I think it's tough. Uh, Cam Irving is filling in, but you got to realize Mitch Morris is very good and LDT slowly but surely has become one of the best right guards in the league. So, yes, I mean, Cam Irving and Zach Fulton, they're both downgrades, but, you know, you didn't really notice it prior to this week. But, yeah, it could have something to do with it as well. So it remains to be seen whether or not maybe a Parker Inger comes in. How healthy is Mitch Morris? I know he did some practicing this week. When will LDT get back? I think those questions will get answered earlier on this week. Sean Taft, what are the odds of the team letting Gaines go and giving Acker and White a chance until Nelson could come back? I do see the Chiefs perhaps giving those guys a chance. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think Philip Gaines is going to be let go. Uh, I, I could see those other guys maybe getting a little bit more of an opportunity because, again, 
Philip Gaines was even struggling before the football and his mask into the hands of Antonio Brown freak play. So yes, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good possibility until Nelson can return. But, but again, I just don't see the Chiefs, after having Gaines for so long now, you know, he knows the, the defensive scheme, the defensive playbook uh, quite a bit. I don't see them letting him go anytime soon. Nick Marling, did Kelsey look off to you? A little bit. A little bit. I, he had a rare drop. I don't think you usually see Travis Kelsey dropping the football. And it, and it seemed, at least to me, that Alex Smith was having a really hard time getting into a rhythm with both the receivers and Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is a guy who puts up big numbers and is real dangerous in the open field. And I don't know, once he had that drop football, you'd wondered if he'd get going. And he never really did in this game. He ended up finishing with four receptions for 37 yards. So, yeah, just a weird day all around, I think, for the Chiefs offense and a weird day uh, for Alex Smith. A little bit of a bright side also for Kareem Hunt. Even though the Chiefs didn't get a lot of rushing yards out of Hunt, only uh, nine carries for 21 yards, Hunt was able to get five receptions for 89 yards to lead the Chiefs. So another silver lining of this game, Kareem Hunt over 100 yards from scrimmage. That's now every game so far this year the Chiefs have played. Kareem Hunt has had at least 100 yards from scrimmage. There is no other player in the history of the NFL that has over 100 yards from scrimmage in each of the first six games of their career. So really big honor. Think about all the players that have played in this league. Kareem Hunt, the only player to get more than 100 yards in each of his first six games. So congratulations uh, to Kareem Hunt in that regard. Jonathan Henry, was this just a bad game plan and bad luck? I think for me, it was a little bit of quicksand. Started out really weird. Chiefs really couldn't get anything going. You know, when you get down two scores, it changes your personality a little bit. I think the offense was a little bit off. I think nine carries for 21 yards for one of the most explosive players in the league. And Kareem Hunt is a little weird. Uh, I think it, I think the game planning in the first half, obviously there was a there was a problem in the fact that you only got six total yards. Chiefs weren't helping themselves. A lot of three and outs, a lot of weird plays, like I was saying, with the safety and the ball off the helmet. So a little bit of bad luck. I think a little bit of a bad game planning. You could say you could bring up the decision-making as well. But just I still believe this is a great football team. I think just if, if it could go wrong, it went wrong tonight. Sort of the perfect storm for this uh, Chiefs team. And it stinks because it came against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who seem to have the Chiefs number over and over again. The Chiefs have a lot of success as far as regular season wins, but they keep losing to the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that's probably the most frustrating part, especially for you fans. Thaddeus Maurice, why was Sorensen playing linebacker position the first half? I believe they call they considered Daniel Sorensen a hybrid, so he's a linebacker and a safety. And what we noticed last week on the Arrowhead Pride podcast with my colleague Sean Hughes had begun using a lot more of these three safety sets of bringing Dan Sorensen up to, to play next to DJ. And they were having a little bit more success last week. It, it did seem like there was a little bit of a problem tonight. But again, I, you, you wonder how much of that goes to the fact that Le'Veon Bell is so talented and not so much the fact that the Chiefs defense isn't. So again, one of the best running backs in the league. I don't want to give excuses to the team, but what was working last week didn't seem to be working. And a lot of that has to do with Le'Veon Bell and what he can do. There are certain things he can do that no other running back in the league can do. And that can, when it, that's when it comes to vision and patience and power and just a really talented football player. And he got the best of the Chiefs tonight. All right, I don't see any more questions from you guys, so I will wrap things up a little bit earlier tonight as we got the Thursday game coming up this week. As far as the podcast, there will be no Tuesday, quote-unquote Tuesday show this week. We'll go right to the game preview show on Tuesday, so that'll be up. Uh, you can watch that on Facebook Live or on the Arrowhead Pride podcast channel. 
On our site right now, we have a game recap. There will be some quotes uh, coming from Andy Reid, things like that tomorrow. Uh, as far as winners and losers, there's an article of winners and losers from this game tonight up on the site as well. But that's it for your final. The Chiefs drop their first game of the season, but they do remain on top of the AFC West and the AFC as a whole. Right now, the Chiefs still holding on to that number one seed in the AFC, but they do lose tonight to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Another loss uh, to their nemesis, Big Ben and the Steelers, a 19-13 final from Arrowhead. My name is Pete Sweeney, and I thank you for joining me on the Arrowhead Pride post-game Facebook Live. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out. And if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.